Welcome to the Vision Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and everything happening at Vision, visit us online at visionnwa.com. My name is Nicole Johnson, and I'm the, the mother of those two up there. But uh, we're so glad that you're here and back in town. The family's in the house. I would like to ask Miss Cherry Hardcastle and Miss. Uh, Susanna Tankersley to come on up here and join me. I've asked a couple of my friends to come who are mothers. Now, I know if I had asked all my friends, we'd have been here till five o'clock this afternoon talking about being a mother. But God put these ladies on my heart. And so I said, come and join me. We're just going to have some fun because if I'm a part of it, it's got to be fun, right? Right? Church should be the most fun place you come to all week long. And so we're just going to discuss a few things and, um, and get right into this. But basically, we're talking about motherhood. It is Mother's Day. And did you see your little gifts out in the lobby today? Mamas, when you leave, just pick your scent and all the candy's wonderful. It's chocolate and candles. What else do you need, right? Come on. You don't have to dust it. You can eat it and then burn it and, and it goes away. So um, we just wanted to just... just Seed that into you, just bless you with some time of relaxation, and you don't even have to share the candy, all right? Those of you who are seasoned, you know how to, how to eat it without the kids seeing it. So, so husbands, just let them have their chocolate, right? Right, sounds good. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, for being here. The title today is Motherhood, the Joys, the Challenges, and the Honor, because it is an honor to be a mother. All right, so Cherry, I'm going to start off with you. Do you think it's easier? Now, how many children do you have, Cherry? I have three. Three children. Now, do you think it's easier or harder to be a mother now than when you were raising a family years ago? Well, I have to explain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was blessed with two boys, one of which will be 40 this year. Another one will be 38 this year. It was a whole lot easier when Becca came along because I'd already experienced it. (laughs) (laughs) I'd already walked through. You had proven to the world that you could do it. That I can survive. Mm. But it's always been a blessing. You know, when I found out I was pregnant with a child again at a little older age, I didn't call it an accident. I called it a blessing because that's what it was. It was a blessing to me to know that, hey, God said you can do it again, and that's what he's done. And for those of you who don't know, Rebecca Hardcastle was our keyboardist, a very anointed keyboardist. That's her youngest. And what's the age difference? (laughs) My youngest son was 17 when I had her. So, yes, I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're seasoned. You're seasoned. seasoned. You're not old. You're seasoned. All right. What was that? Yeah, we love you, Terry. Okay, Susanna, how have you chosen to mother your children differently than how you were mothered? Um, I think probably the biggest thing for me is, um, gosh, let me think for a minute, uh, just choosing to praise them. Um, I think in my household, I grew up with uh, four other siblings, and I was kind of in the middle, and so... um, you know, there's a lot to, when you have that many kids, there's everything that your kids do, you're just kind of like, okay, that's great, you know. <laughs> but for me, like, something that's been really big is just praising them and speaking out 
the truth of what I feel like God has spoken over them, whether I've seen it in the natural or not. Come on. And then when I see, have seen it, um, it's just propelled me on to be like, you know, um, I need to keep speaking uh, words of life over them because when I sow those seeds, eventually I'll see them. So, so powerful. You, yeah. She's praising them before she sees the outcome. That is so powerful. And one in my life, I've chosen, and it's a choice, to, to see what, to take the good from the, the, your parenting and to carry that on. And it's a choice to stop the things. You're like, no, nope, I'm not going to do it that way. I loved them. They gave me what, 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 they, what they could, but I'm going to do it this way. My mother, she was a wonderful mom, but she was a kind of a yeller instead of getting up and going to the situation. Hey, kids, get out of it, you know. And so we had a loud house. Um, there were four of us kids, and we kind of had a two-family situation. Now I'm 10 years older than my little sister, um, but as first three kids. And so I chose, because it's so easy you know, the kids are out in the backyard, back doors open, you see something going on with your fourth eye, you know, and you're like, hey, and, and it's really easy to, to, to holler versus stop and go. But it was a choice that I made, and I didn't always hit the mark, my kids can attest, but I would go, I'm sorry, I yelled, but this is what has to happen, you know, happen. But, but I made a choice there. But, uh, but the joys, the joys of motherhood, there's, there's, no, there's no greater joy, I would think, um, in my life than being a mother. Um, but this morning as I was going you know, back over my scriptures and rereading what, what God had given me, I came across the best mother scripture so far. Okay, I don't want to say ever, but so far in my life. So moms, write this down. Oh my word. It's not even in my notes. So Zach, if you can put this up. It's in my text, John chapter 16. And my text is higher up in the chapter, but if you can pull up or type in or however you do it back there, verse 30. Now the way I, I stumbled, I literally stumbled across this is because I, my text kind of starts mid-sentence and I wanted to bring the context because it's Jesus talking to his disciples. And my text just kind of starts with, um, with it will be like, and so it's like, well, what is the it? So I read before and then I read after, and oh my word, this scripture popped out after way down at the bottom of the, of the, of the chapter. But listen to this. It says, now, now this is the disciples, this is the, this is the children saying, now we understand that you know everything. And there's no need to question you. From this, we believe that you came from God. Isn't that a great mother scripture? I think I have to read that one again, okay? Imagine, close your eyes, imagine your children telling you this. Now we understand that you really do know everything, Mom. From this, and there's no need to ever question you again, Mom, because you know everything. And from this, we believe that my mom came from God. I just circled that. I said, God, I received that. That is awesome. Well, now, so that's just a little mother scripture for you. But jumping back up to our text under the joys, We've always heard it, oh, once you have the baby, you know, the pain goes away and you don't remember and stuff like that. That's where this text is. And everybody, all the mothers are like, right. But verse 20, 
It says, I tell you that this is Jesus speaking. I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. Verse 21, it will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor when her child is born. Her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. And yes, we never forget the pain, but the joy of having that baby in our arms. It's almost like when Jesus was on the cross and he looked beyond and he saw us. Now, I'm not equating childbirth to what Jesus went through. Don't get me wrong. But it wasn't too far off, men, okay? So just, just, just remember that. But, um, but right after we had Rebecca, you know, Zach feels like, let's do this again. And I'm like, okay, just give me a minute or two, you know? And then um, after, you know, she was four or five months, you know, um, we were like, we need to plan this out financially and all this stuff. And, and God, as God would have it, he brought Zach along. And, um, and so Zach, Zach came and right after Zach came, he was a whole different ball game when Zach came. Um, and so he was just, he was just a big baby. And, um, and Phil's like, let's do this again. And I'm like, oh, I don't think so this time. I was like, give me about a couple months to think about that one. A couple weeks after Rebecca, but it was like a couple months after Zach. But, um, but so once again, holding that child in your arms, the joys are just amazing. So tell us a fun story about your children, um, I, I prepped you on this one. I peppered you on that one because Susanna, she's in the season of those fun stories daily. Um, she's in the thick of it. She's in the throw. She's in the, she's in the, in the, in the drudges, if I can say that, um, because she's also awesome with Facebook and Instagram. And we get to see her stories all the time. But if you, I, that's why I peppered you a little bit a couple days ago. If you could bring one story, short story, a fun thing about the joys of being a mom. It's a joy, no matter what, you know, there's always, like she said, childbirth's a little different. I had three different types of childbirths with mine, but it's okay. The joy of just watching my children love on each other, you know, we love on them as a mother and we love on them and want them to grow and to prosper and all that, but to watch them just grow as a family. Um, some of you may not know, Rebecca was captain of her basketball team in high school she also was a star volleyball player. She also coached the basketball team and some on the volleyball team for the junior high team. Did she take after her mother? No. Okay, just, just make her <laughs> She took after her brothers. When I remember when she was little. Survival? Like two or three. Survival yeah. mode? Oh, that's what I thought. Okay. They would have her outside playing basketball mm. and just spending time with her. Now, again, there's a 17-year age gap there. But she was out there with him, and she played. And when we were, lived in Springdale, there were people like boys across the street that wanted to play basketball and baseball and football with her. And it was just a joy to see how they just meshed, and she would get out there and play, and she would do things like that. And, you know, it just, you know, she wore a baseball stripe on her nose for a while, her wind hit her in the nose. She's broke her ankle. She's broke her elbow. Um, my kid boys got stitches in their head 
But, you know, it was always just a joy to see how well they got along with each other. Mm. I Thankfully, you know, by the grace of God, I never had the sibling rivalry going on, and I never had any of that. It's just, it just brings joy to my heart to know my kids love each other and yeah. want to take care of each other. Yeah. And will be there for either one of them no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I know, I know you're echoing so many stories out here that I've, we had mics for everybody. We had some very similar stories to that. That's beautiful. Do you have a fun, quick little story? Or um, Yeah, I, I think of Avonlea. I mean, Avonlea and Adeline are very different. Adeline's the youngest and Avonlea's the older one. And Avonlea, she, she thinks about everything. Like she's, she's a studier and she loves to just Anytime she wants to do a project, she'll do her YouTube research and she will watch videos over and over again. And then she'll start asking for the craft or whatever it is that she's into. And so when she was like two, she would watch Play-Doh YouTube unboxing videos for just hours. It's like all she wanted to watch when she's two. And, you know, we, we were like, it's cool or whatever. And then for, for her, her second birthday... Um, my sister was like, what does she like? And we're like, she's really into Play-Doh, like Play-Doh creations. And so she got her this ice cream Play-Doh set. And she opens it up, and she knows exactly what it is. And she started taking it all apart and putting it all together. And she had this little ice cream cone, uh, Play-Doh ice cream cone, like all made, like, and so quickly and we just couldn't believe it like she had thought about it so much but it was it was so funny and um she's the same with like legos you know she she'll think about like a lego set she wants and she'll just put it together and i'm sitting there with like the directions just like okay i was you know, <laughs> like way behind you like i don't even know is that like caleb that. is she like caleb in that yeah i think yeah so. or just kind of the premeditated researcher. It's like he already knows what he wants for Father's Day, and he's already put it together in his mind. And so it's yeah. a matter of, hey, okay. yeah, yeah, he, he knows what I'm talking Ammo about. Guns. Fun story. Ammo guns. Hey, fun stories. And we could go on, but let, let's move on in our text. Um, so we talked about the joys. Now about the challenges. Motherhood does come with challenges. It doesn't come with an instruction book other than the Word of God and other older mothers that are around us. But there's a, there's a verse in the Bible that's actually... It's an account in two different uh, Gospels. And we'll just take the one out of Matthew 23, verse 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, how often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings. But you wouldn't let me. That's what stuck out to me, that last phrase. How many times as mothers do we want to fix? Do we want to bring together? Do we want to cover over? Do we want to give advice? Do we want to to intervene in a situation? But they won't let us. And we see them going 60 miles an hour straight ahead into a brick wall. We want to fix it. We want to allow them not to feel the pain that they're going to feel because we see it. Either we experience it ourselves at our age, I mean at their age, or whatever. But you just see the wisdom that they're lacking at the time. Well, it comforts us to know Jesus understands. He was never a mother, but look, 
he so articulated what a mother feels like. Right here in this verse, how I long to gather my children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. Ruth Bell Graham is the wife, was the wife of late Billy Graham. They had a very full family and very colorful stories about their, their children. But she made a statement. She said, we mothers must take care of the, possibil- of the possible and trust God for the impossible. So that should take some of the pressure off. doesn't take responsibility away from what our responsibility is. But we can't perform the impossible. Miracles are not our department. But we can, to the best of our ability, be the mothers that God's called us to be. She had a few points. I wanted to just highlight these. It's important, number one, if you're taking notes, those of you who are note takers. Number one, it's important to have a plan, she said. And she wrote this poem I wanted to share. It should be up on the screen. She sandwiches two words, and I want to just get to that. But she says, I will encourage, keep communications open at all times, let them know they are loved and welcome at home always, permit the children to disagree with me, provided they do it respectfully, and I find occasionally they are right and I am wrong, make a clear distinction between moral and non-moral issues, and encourage. Look at that. She sandwiched encouraged and encouraged and put everything that matters in the, in the middle. You know what I mean? All, all, all the heavy stuff. But she encourages. But the funny part of this is, and find occasionally that, that they are right and I am wrong, let's just say I've had to, to pay up with some Santitos chips, Santitas, to my son a few times because I knew I was right about something, and he had a different recollection about it. And so we put up a little wager. And so um, let's just say his favorite chips are Santitas, so he's doing okay in that department. I'll just say, uh, honey, you, you need to go buy some Santitos. He's like, why? I'm like, he was right and I was wrong. So, but have a plan. Have a plan with your kids. Also, number two, your own walk with God must come first. One time she tells a story about she had a son that was going away on a really difficult uh, dangerous trip she felt with a friend. And so she went to the Lord and she wanted to, to fix it and she wanted to, and, and the Lord stopped her. And the Lord was basically saying, it's unrealistic to pray for someone else which you are unwilling to fix in your own life. Wow. As mothers, we get to trust God many, many ways. We trust God for God. We trust God in our husbands for those of us who are married. And we trust God with our children. So when God's speaking to us, and, and we're praying, God, help, help them be sweet, kind, and loving. Are we sweet, kind, and loving? Help them and save them from this mistake. Do we go to God with our questions, with our decisions? They're making this decision. Do we go to God first? So she did this. She went to God. She settled some things with God that day. The load lifted and the peace came. So you can go and you can pray over your children, but make sure you're right with God. And you may think, well, that's Ruth Bell Graham. That's the wife of Billy Graham. If she had things in her life that she needed to get right with God, don't you think we all do? And it's an ongoing thing. It's not a one-time thing. Now, I'm not saying you have to get saved every time. That's not what I'm talking about. But you know when you have a little 
hiccup on the inside. You know when you have a little mm, twinge of, I just shouldn't have said it that way, or I need to go to that person to make this right. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you and helping you, lead you, and guide you into everything. All right, number three. There's only five. Number three, worship and worry cannot live in the same heart. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, one of my favorite scriptures, don't worry about anything. Now, does that sound like a suggestion to you? If you can, try not to worry. doesn't say that. If it's convenient, try, it doesn't say that. It says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. What better way to release your children than to not worry and to worship the God who will take care of it? But you don't just tell them the problems. Thank God for the answers. Just like Susanna was saying that she, she prays before she saw the outcome. Praise God before you see the outcome. We may not see it. There's a song right now that says, we may not see it, but I know he's working. We may not hear it, but I know he's working. Number four. This is talking about the challenges in motherhood. And I know I'm going fast, but just here we go. And take these points and scriptures back home in your quiet time. See, church is to, is to, 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 to make you hungry for more. It's not just to give you the whole lump sum because you've got to feed yourself throughout the week. So take these scriptures, maybe one a day, and say, okay, God, show me what this is today. And that's how you feed yourself all week long. Number four, there is always hope. As long as there's breath in that child, there is hope for that child. As long as we have breath, God's got, we, we've got hope, and God is in control. We, because we give him that control. We put him in charge of the situation. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And I'm going to, the, the last one on number five is miracles are God's department. We touched on that a few moments ago. We do the possible, God does the impossible. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 6. Just put L-A-M period. Forget the spelling. 326. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. He is in the miracle working business. Ruth Bell says, We mothers must take care of the possible and trust God for the impossible. We are to love, affirm, encourage, teach, listen, and care for the physical needs of our family. We cannot convict. We cannot make them hungry or thirsty for God. That is a miracle. Only God does miracles. When we gave our life to God, when we, and when we as a self, selfish, self-centered person said yes to God, that was a miracle. And that's what he does to every single person on the planet. It's an individual choice. You can't make them, but you can show them. That's your possible. Your possible is being that example. The impossible is them 
coming under God's miracle. And then you got a miracle, and nobody can talk him out of it. All right, so we talked about the joys, the challenges, and now the honor. So Susanna, you, we want to honor you as a mother. You're in the, in the, in the throes of, of mothering every day. I know your husband's here, but I want you to be uncensored here. What is the best thing that we can do for you? That, that you would want as a mother? What would be the, just the best thing as a mom to honor you? Um, I think, gosh, uh, I guess encouragement goes a long way too, you know, in this stage. Or like if you see moms out, you know, just when people, you know, and you guys are so great at just coming up and saying, you're doing a good job. Mm. And, you know, sometimes that's what you need to hear when you're at home with your kids. That's just so when people just come alongside and say, you know, I, I was there and, we got through it, and you're doing it, and that's just really encouraging for me to hear. And wow. I'm thankful for you guys that you senior older moms, you know, that you've been through it, that you can come and encourage me. Aww. I really appreciate that. When was the last time you and Caleb got to go out without the girls? Um. <laughs> okay. She can't remember. You can't remember. Uh, this, is, this is off the cuff. This is not scripted. We're going to make sure you guys get a date night this week because you're home for a week. All right. Okay. So we're going to, who, who, who can help with child care? Hands going up all over the place. Your kids or your girls are taken care of. We're going to, we're going to make sure that you guys have a night out, a date night out. Amen. All right. So all right. That just, that was Holy Spirit right there. I hadn't planned on that. But before you guys leave, let's coordinate. Okay. All right. We got it. All right, so Cherry, guys. same question. You're in a different stage of life. What would you feel honored? How, 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 what could be done for you that, you that would make you feel honored? That's a tough one because God's already done it. Um, like I said, I got two older boys. They're serving the Lord in their churches. I got a daughter out there. Who, yes, I did music all my life. Yes, I grew up in it. She's a thousand times better than I am at it. And God's honoring her through that. See, that. you are her, what is that? You are her. Her ceiling is Rebecca's floor. Yeah, your yeah. ceiling is Rebecca's right. floor. She goes beyond. And that honors me so much in knowing that my children walk with God. Mm. And that by the grace of God, I have not had to deal with what a lot of you have had to deal with and are dealing with. Mm. By the grace of God and doing it with God by my hand. We're making it, you know. I'm not done. I'm done having kids. Okay, I'm not <laughs> done with grandkids. Yet. Not done with grandkids. I've grand got kids. grandkids coming, and God's promised me I get to see her children as she grows up. And to me, that honors me. But what honors me even more is knowing that people like Susanna can turn to me and say, "Hey, how you do it?" Or someone out there asking for advice because I've walked that path. And yes, I've walked that path, and I've been through a lot. You know, when my first husband left me, God took her daddy when she was six. And it's not easy, but it honors me in knowing that people can still look up to me. Mm -hmm. And in that, and um, just knowing that he's there. And you've raised her to, receive, to, to realize that, that God received her daddy and that she can run to her daddy anytime. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And yeah, that, was, that was so powerful when you said, knowing my children are serving God. 
That's the honor right there. That's the joy of our salvation. I've, I've, that, that's one of my daily confessions, the joy of my salvation. I, my salvation, in a, in a nutshell, was, was amazing, and that's joy. But what's, what's the joy of my salvation, the overflow, seeing my children and my children's children and my children's, the whole, all those generations serving God and loving Him. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search Vision Church. If you would like to help support this ministry, you can do so at visionnwa.com forward slash give.